0: What's up podcast, this is Match and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match and today is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. It has been a busy day. I got up super early again, which has been good and been trying to get going pretty early in the day, trying to get as much done earlier in the morning as possible. And so that's what I did today. I got up, I finished the traction kind of uh, work that I was doing for my business you're not familiar with traction i talked about it yesterday on the podcast but basically it is a book that was written by a guy named Gino Wickman and it outlines a an operating system for businesses called EOS and i believe that stands for entrepreneurial operating system it's just a way to run a business that is kind of proven and has worked time after time after time again and so each quarter he has you set goals and kind of go through a, a checklist of things to make sure you're on the right track and kind of reevaluating your business and stuff. And so I just finished that up this morning and now I'm looking ahead to a couple of releases that we have today and then probably going to do some more sourcing for Amazon. And so we can jump into that. Let's talk about some of the releases that we're going to have today. I know it's a little bit early in the morning, so I won't be able to recap what happened for those releases, but I'll at least be able to give you a insight into kind of what's going on and, and what I've been looking at and stuff. So. This morning we have two releases, one, the the probably, it's going to be tough to figure out which one's more profitable, the lower risk one I guess would be the Dunk Low Panda colorway that's coming out, they released the Dunk High Pandas yesterday in men's and women's sizing, and today I believe they're doing Dunk Low Pandas in men's and women's sizing, and so those are going to do really well, they they always do well, and prices for those have stayed pretty high throughout the summer, so I'm expecting good a, a good amount of profit to be made from those. And then we also have the Nike uh what's it called? The Nike GT Cut. And so that's not a popular shoe, and probably many of you haven't heard of it before, but if you play basketball, you may have. And back when Nike used to make Kobe's, they were a very popular shoe. And ever since Kobe had passed away and Nike and Kobe's estate kind of had moved away from Nike, they had decided to stop their their partnership with Nike, and Nike couldn't make Kobe's anymore. And so basically what Nike did is they they made like the the Kobe, but not with the Kobe name and brand and logo and all that kind of stuff. And they made it in the form of the Nike GT Cut. And so these have been sold out for a while, and it's been hard to get a pair of these. I think they're reselling pretty high at this point, and I'm looking at prices for these on StockX and eBay, somewhere around the the range of 280 to $400, depending on the, the size and the colorway, and retail for all of these. These shoes that have released in this silhouette have been 170 bucks. So super profitable shoe. I'm gonna be entering for as many pairs of those as possible. They come out at the same time, and I do believe they'll be pretty profitable. I, I'm I'm kind of banking on it. I'll be able to get hopefully a few pairs of them. We'll see though, and it's one of those lower key under the radar shoes that if you are able to go for it and get a pair, I do think they'll be profitable. Every size, every every shoe that is released of this silhouette has sold out. So. It may be one of those things that could end up being like one of those under the radar profitable things that comes out this week. So I'm gonna be going after those and hopefully getting a few pairs of those and seeing if they flip. If not, no big deal. I'll return them to Nike. But it's just something to kind of keep your eye on and maybe be able to flip in the upcoming months ahead. So that's what I'm looking at today. Other than that, not too much that I have my eye on. There's not too many profitable shoes that I'm that excited about. I believe they may be doing the Dunk Low B Trues, but Honestly, I'm just not really seeing I'm not seeing that those are going to be super profitable. I mean, they look like the the prices are decent on StockX, and they do look like they're about $50 over retail on StockX. But once you start to take some fees out and stuff, you're really not making a ton of money on those. So if you're, you're happy with a $20, $30 profit, by all means, shoot for the moon and go for those. But I'm probably gonna pass on those just because I am trying to move away from sneakers unless I do see it's a super profitable shoe and trying to conserve as much capital to move into Amazon and move into things like that. And so that's what I've been working on for the past few weeks, and that's kind of what I'll be working on today. I did run the numbers and it's just pretty, it's pretty wild how You can kind of scale up a business on Amazon, barring that you're doing the right things. I did last night kind of fall down a rabbit trail of reading different people who have gotten suspended on Amazon, people who have gotten IP complaints on Amazon, people who have gotten different issues with different brands on Amazon and how that kind of works and people who have been shut down and all this different stuff and it's very scary and it's a very large risk to a business and so if you're starting Amazon I do encourage you make sure you're doing your due diligence and that's what I'm trying to do trying to read trying to make sure I'm doing well with my performance and my performance metrics on Amazon are good. And not just from a sales standpoint, but from a customer service standpoint, from an inventory standpoint, from a standpoint of am I providing what I'm saying I'm doing and stuff. And so those sorts of things I think can really help you avoid some of these issues on Amazon. So that's kind of what I'm shooting for. The other thing I'm shooting for is trying to figure out how do I know which brands are more strict with their products and how do I know which brands are going to limit me from buying their products or reselling their products those things are important because those brands can often cause you headaches down the road and i see a lot of people saying the same things where they're going but you know i got an ip complaint from this brand and then amazon said hey you know what we we saw you have a receipt we saw you have a legitimate invoice and you're good to sell it, they relist the the product on Amazon, and then a week later, the brand files another IP complaint on them, and it actually negatively affects their seller health, even more so than the first one. Sometimes they even get uh, suspended or deactivated for a while because of that. And the thing to me is just, why would you relist something like that? I understand it's profitable, but if you're really somebody out there who thinks that there's this many profitable products, which a lot of us Amazon sellers do know how many profitable products there are, why would you keep listing something where a brand doesn't want you selling it? It's, it may be profitable for a little bit, but again, long-term mindset, this sort of thing's not going to keep you sustained. If the brand doesn't want you selling their product and they won't give you a wholesale account, they won't give you a distributor account, it's not going to be sustainable. So why are you still selling that brand? I get it. You want to sell out of the product. I get it. You kind of got screwed with some inventory, but you can always move that on eBay. You can always move that on Facebook marketplace. Those sorts of things are not worth risking an Amazon account for. And I just... I don't know if maybe it's just in the moment. It feels like it's such a big blow to these these Amazon sellers. I know for me, it probably would feel if Nike reached out to me and said, hey, we don't want you ever reselling Nikes on eBay again. That would kind of suck. But at the same time, I think it's important to realize this is a long-term game here. We're not just selling on Amazon for a year or two years or just to make some quick cash. We are selling on Amazon to build a business. And so many of these people, I feel like, approach us and say, this is one of my more profitable since This is one of my more profitable products. What do I do? They're, they're telling me they don't want me selling it. And people say, well, did you reach out to them? Yeah, I reached out to them. They told me they don't want me selling it. Well, what else are you going to do? I mean, you can't just keep trying to skirt around this brand if they're really causing you a lot of headaches on Amazon. You can't keep trying to sell them just because it's profitable. It's not going to be profitable when your account gets shut down. And so many of these people don't, don't seem to either understand this or in the moment they get so worked up that they're like not thinking properly and going, okay, well, this is something that has done well for me before. I used to be able to sell it and they just don't recognize that now it's not something that's very, very profitable for their business from a longevity standpoint. Because while it may be profitable in the short term to continue selling that product, if the brand doesn't want you selling that product, it won't be profitable anymore when your Amazon account gets suspended or deactivated. And so many people continue to say the same things. This is profitable for me. It's not fair. I feel like I shouldn't be able, and it isn't fair, right? I think that you should be able to resell almost anything out there within means, right? I mean, I guess if it's something that's very, very, um, you know, very necessary, right? Like I, I wouldn't go out there and resell baby formula or I wouldn't go out there and resell like insulin packets or something that like people need to survive. But at the same time, it's not something where you know if you're selling a a pack of hair ties and the brand just doesn't want you selling their hair ties, that shouldn't be something they could shut down your entire business with on Amazon. And I would argue that a majority of sellers, if not most sellers, if they knew that the brand was going to want to reach out to them with an IP complaint, if the brand just reached out to them with a message or an email that said, "Hey, we are looking to do an IP complaint on this on Amazon to get you to stop selling," would you? We're gonna ask you right now. Would you please stop selling this so that we can kind of not have to do that? most people would stop selling the product right like if somebody reached out to me with that message and it was legitimate it came from the brand it had the actual brand email like you know if tide reached out to you and said hey we see that you're selling this on amazon we want you to stop and it comes from someone at tide.com you're going to be very very serious about stopping that and so i think that a lot of brands just approach it the wrong way i think that they go to a lot of law firms is what i'm seeing that are just complete bozos in my opinion and a lot of these people that run these law firms that file these ip complaints they end up shutting a lot of businesses down and they're they're really just servicing large large clients that don't have the kind of proper procedures in place to get products gated on Amazon and to hold them kind of behind a wall so that these you know, sellers that are selling just whatever they want and kind of pro- providing bad experiences for the customers, they don't know how to kind of gate those items so that just not anybody can sell them. So what do they do? They go hire a law firm. The law firm's run by a bunch of complete bozos and they they decide that they want to file IP complaints and shut down a bunch of Amazon businesses. And like I said yesterday, Amazon is not the, the judicial system and this is kind of what Scott Margolis talks about in his book. It is a system run on the guilty until proven innocent uh, kind of way of looking at things which is the complete opposite of how our judicial system is supposed to work and again this is amazon's sandbox so it kind of works with whatever rules they have unfortunately though a lot of these brands and a lot of these lawyers don't understand that they're shutting down a lot of small businesses across the country or maybe they just don't care i'm not really sure but if you're somebody out there who's selling a product and you see that there's some sort of issue on the horizon, right, and this goes for me as well, somebody reaches out to me or I get an IP complaint, it's not wise to continue selling that. Even if Amazon gives you permission, You still you can say, okay, well, I have this email from Amazon. I'll reach back out to them and say, Hey, you already gave me permission to sell this after my first IP complaint. I've seen people do that and they still get shut down. They still get their accounts suspended, they still get the product closed, they still get their inventory stranded in Amazon warehouses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Amazon gave you permission, it doesn't matter if the brand gave you permission sometimes. If you're getting IP complaints, you have to be very careful about those things because you're ultimately at the hands of whatever employee at Amazon is reading, whatever your plan of action or whatever your your issue is and if you are for some reason at fault in their eyes they'll shut you down or at least they won't give you permission to sell that product or they'll strand your inventory and it doesn't matter again it doesn't matter if amazon gave you permission doesn't matter if amazon reached out to you after your first ip complaint and said hey we're sorry this was a mistake if you send that email oftentimes it will work to help you get ungated or help you at least get your account reinstated and all that kind of stuff but i've seen a lot of times where it hasn't worked and and again there's no real rhyme or reason to some of this stuff but you do have to be extra extra careful because this isn't ebay this isn't mercari this isn't poshmark you don't get to make mistakes this is a very very you are at the will of amazon and you have to be perfect you have to be running so clean on their platform because if you're not It can really cause issues down the road and so that's kind of why i'm evaluating my processes that's also why i'm taking things slow i don't want to make a lot of mistakes because amazon does not give you a lot of leeway with making mistakes and so i don't want to appear like i'm somebody that's newer on the platform i don't have any reviews and i'm trying to scam people that's not me right if i was doing a million dollars in sales they'd give me a little bit more leeway not a ton but they would definitely do a little bit more leeway for an account that's doing a million two million dollars in sales versus maybe a hundred two hundred dollars a week so That's just something to keep in mind, something that I'm focused on. Hopefully that'll be something that I can kind of not have to deal with is IP complaints or not have to deal with any of these things that require a plan of action. But again, if you're selling on Amazon for a while, chances are you'll have to kind of come across one of these things and it's better to be prepared. It's better to have a plan in place and it's better to kind of know what you're dealing with going into it rather than being completely blindsided because when you're blindsided by things, oftentimes you don't react properly. Oftentimes you kind of react and you freak out and and that's no way to respond to Amazon because oftentimes that can cause more headaches than it does cause uh, some sort of solution. So anyway, that's what I'm working on right now. Shorter podcast today. I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm gonna get set up for this Nike release and then hopefully just be able to hit a few pairs of each of these shoes. We'll see though. I mean, I could end up with zero. I could end up with about five or 10 pairs. I'm not really sure what'll happen, but hopefully I can get a few and be able to sell those on eBay and and make some money. So that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.